Hello, Playdate. This is Don. This is Nick. And this is Ryan. This week we are covering Playdate news. Recent indie releases. And a shiny new Pixel panel. Thank you for listening. Let's get started. You know what, Don? What, You know Ryan? what, Nick? I don't know. You know what, everybody? I have some news and notes for you. Have you heard about the magnetic Playdate protective case? I did. Have you have yeah. you looked into it? Have you checked it out? Check the specs. I, I did as much as looking at the link that is in the show notes for today's episode. It looks like you have some choices between uh, animal skin and not animal skin products, which is nice. Um, like that. Mm-hmm. It seems to have a magnetic closure, as mentioned before. Uh, sort of like a coin percy squarish type of look to it that holds mm-hmm. the playdate itself. You can even toss in the uh, charging cord and have it in the case if you wish. Uh, it's got like options for wrist straps or carabiners or take the whole thing off and you know just have the thing in your pocket. Uh, all kinds of different color choices. Looks real cool. Um, so we will include a link to that in the show notes for today's episode. Oh, I think there was a price on it too. Was there not? Uh, 49 bucks for the full grain leather, 45 bucks for ballistic nylon or waxed canvas. The carabiner and wrist loop are additional add-on prices and they start shipping in about a week. So yeah, they're from Waterfield Design. So check them out though. Yeah, there'll be a link in the show notes. Pretty cool. I watched a video of how the magnetic clasp works and it was pretty neat. It's like a, a zipper thing, right? It looks like a zipper, but it just no. has magnets on it. So it just right. like yeah. sticks together. Yeah. yeah. Pretty, pretty, Very pretty fancy. cool. Yeah. Uh, and it fits in there with the purple case. The purple panic case will fit inside of this case with it. <laughs> you can double whatever. case it. Nice. Can, yeah. Extra protective. Yeah. Sounds good. Cool. Anyway, looks real nice. Good job, Waterfield. Uh, looking forward to seeing some of these out in the wild, as they say. Mm-hmm. Speaking of wild, um, should we talk real quick about this uh, duplicate games side yes, loading? Tell us about that, Don. Pretty thing. Uh, so there's a, if you visit the Playdate side loading tab, you'll notice a warning which is not popping up for me at the moment. Let me bring it up. But basically, if you side loaded any games before. February 2013, it will ask you, and then you sideload the same game, a different version after February, they will appear on your playdate as different games. So you, there is a help article on how to copy your save data from the old version to the new version so that you can delete the old version so that you don't have duplicates on your system. Um, We can put a link in the show notes to that sideloading FAQ help page, but um I don't know. I'm guessing that means there will be some sort of system update coming. I mean, there was two system updates recently, small ones, but uh, yeah, there's some I mean, this, back-end thing going on. So there yeah, you go. This must be in support of uh, Catalog, which is mm-hmm. uh, the impending release of the official panic method for sideloading uh, stuff. I'm assuming that means some of these games that were previously available might be included in the catalog i don't know mm-hmm. i don't know anything so yeah. don't read into that but that's my assumption yeah i don't know that anybody does know much of anything about catalog no. <laughs> even speaking to some of the devs uh who shall remain nameless i've heard you know hey i've uh applied to the whole catalog thing and still not heard anything from it and these are like devs who have done some really killer games so i would expect that they would but um yeah who knows when this is coming out they were talking about q1 of 2023 so you know in theory it's coming soon but um i don't know maybe this uh itch thing the side loading thing rather is a an indication of that but man i would think that more people would know more about it by now yeah and maybe it's a soft launch kind of thing with just a couple devs and then it'll get bigger as it goes or who knows but um yeah since they said quarter one i'm guessing we'll hear something this year or at some point this year <laughs> hopefully <laughs> soon but uh i know everybody's Fingers excited crossed. about it yeah 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 so, anyway, totally. just a heads that's up. gonna be 
that's going to be a real game changer for a lot of folks. I'll bet because mm. as you know, you had to hold my hand through side loading via itch <laughs> and the beginning of this podcast. And now uh, I'm an old pro, but you know, I'm sure there's still some Ryan esque folks out there who uh, could use a little easier experience. So yeah, I welcome it when it comes, whenever it comes. It'll be very exciting. Uh, Ryan, what is this Spike 2 box note you've got Ooh, next bullet point with a boop is the Spike 2 box. Remember we told you all about that last episode. There were 50 limited boxes for the Spike 2 game. Well, guess what? They're all spoken for. I'm sorry if you didn't listen to last episode. Uh, you're probably out of luck. And I say probably because I was speaking with Jan, the developer, who told me that, quote, they are they uh, are not sold out because some of them have not paid yet. Uh, some of the folks who wanted the box have not paid yet. So new people who contact him will go on a waiting list. And if he does not get the payment, then he'll go down that waiting list. So uh, all 50 are spoken for. There is a slim chance that if you contact Jan of Spike 2 fame, that you can maybe slip in there via a waiting list. But they're all spoken for. So congrats to Jan for putting together a killer package there. I uh, am anxiously awaiting mine, and I'm sure the other 49 folks are too. So cool. I saw he was boxing them all up online on Sunday. <laughs> Neat. So, shipping soon. Yeah. Nick, Nick, did you put this post hero note in here? No, that was me. Um, I was all over the news and notes this, uh, this episode. <laughs> so the... Uh, do you want to talk about this, Don? I feel like you are a better person to chat about this. Uh, so Post Hero is the point-and-click adventure out now from Scenic Root Software. And it came out this week. But uh, So I was trying not to jump on it, but I was too excited. I jumped on it, and I found a couple bugs. So I messaged the dev, and he put out a patch right away, got it fixed, and then uh, I played it a little bit longer and found a couple more bugs. And so he put out another patch. And then uh, he found some more bugs, put out another patch. The game is very polished. They're just little tiny bugs, but he's always very quick to um, patch his games. So anyway, there are there are multiple patches, but it's all patched up. So go grab it. Um, you'll hear more about it soon, but uh, it's it's very good. Yeah, I've I've been deliberately waiting to play it. I'm so excited mm -hmm. about it, but when we've got a pixel panel game, I try to sort of immerse myself in that. And yeah. it came out post hero came out just before we recorded this episode. So I wanted to come in with a, a, a clean slate, a fresh start, a new fresh towel. I don't know something, but anyway, <laughs> yeah. uh, really looking forward to post hero. Yes. I was kind of in the same boat. I was mostly focused on the pixel panel game for this week, but uh, I couldn't help myself. I was excited. Yeah, <laughs> New City totally. Game, so I played a little bit. I, I will say that I did download and open and look at the uh, map that he included and also the game guide, which is like crazy thorough. Uh, I've never seen a game come out with a game guide that was that thorough. It was not just like a, uh, you know, quarter page size traditional Nintendo or Game Boy uh, manual. It was like an eight and a half by 11 multi-page document. <laughs> like it was, it was very well done. And if that's any indication as to the level of thoroughness that Scenic Route Software put into that game, man, I am looking forward to playing it. Yeah, it's, it's really nice. I tried not to not look at that too much either. I didn't want to spoil too much. Speaking of uh, spoiling, Don, uh, I don't know what the next one has to do with spoiling, but there is a secret coming up. Do you want to talk about this? Yeah. Uh, so our pixel panel game today we're going to be talking a bit about is uh, Sparrow Solitaire by Vogelscript and Gingerbeard Man. And they have gifted us, they gifted us four review codes that we gave out on Twitter ahead of time and four review codes we will be giving away on the show today so somewhere in this episode we will have a secret word and what you need to do is email us that secret word at hello at gmail.com to be entered to win a copy of sparrow solitaire 
Now, this is so. going to be somewhere secretive within the episode. You're mm -hmm. going to have to sift through all the boops to find it, but it will be worth it because of the generosity of Vogelscript and Gingerbeard Man. Thank you so much for providing us with these uh, codes for your game. That is very, very cool of you. Thank you. So the first two people that email us will receive a code, and then from the other entries, uh, we will randomly pick two more uh, entries to win the other two codes. So again, thank you so much for these uh, codes. And we should mention that uh, they offered us review codes and Nick and I already owned the game, so we were good, but uh, Ryan accepted a review code. So they didn't need to do that, but um, we really did appreciate that. We had already selected the game, but um, yeah, made it made it easy for us to, to jump right in. So thank you for that. You'll hear more about Sparrow Solitaire in a bit though, and keep your ears open for that secret word. So moving into right. into indie inventory. Hoobity boop 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 boop. Nick. Want to make sure you're still there. We just blew past <laughs> Nick for like 15 minutes. Still here. Yes. Good. Okay, Nick. Yes. I'm 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 pretending that I'm talking only to you. Okay. <laughs> All right. First game is called Soko. It's by TKers. It is Don? two dollars. It is Don. a Sokoban game. Yes, sir. What's it about? It's a very teeny Sokoban game. I know you're familiar with yeah. these. You push blocks around. Yeah. You try and get them over as squares. Is this um, uh, themed? Is it like cars? Is it blocks? Is it uh, boxes? Uh, crates and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Video game staple crates. It's very cute. Um, I did play a bit of this, and they're very nice bite-sized puzzles. Very well done. Cool. Worth a look for two bucks. Next up from Brandu is called Blocky Balloons. Uh, this one is also basically a Sokoban game. So I have not played this one. They came out back to back. It's uh, three to four dollars. I think it was on sale for three, but it's also four dollars. But it has some glowing uh, comments, some glowing reviews there. So hmm. check out Blocky Balloons. Hmm. Uh, next up is a big one. We had a lot of big games this week yeah. from uh, Pizza Fuel, Dungeons and Doggos. Did you guys have a chance to play this? I did, and I was also trying not to play this because it was really fun. But I was like, "No, I need to stick on this. Uh, I need to stick to our featured game." But yeah, yeah, same. I, I actually did fire this up tonight, right before the episode, because I knew we were going to mention it in indie inventory. So, uh, yeah, Don, I'm curious about your thoughts on this one. I, if I remember right, I think Pizza Fuel gave me a code for this as well. So, thank you to Pizza Fuel. Um, but yeah, so this is similar to a doodle jump, which I loved. Yeah. But you're a little dog jumping on a bunch of dragons trying to get up into outer space. I am really bad at it. My son, I thought he could maybe have the Owen Clater itch to <laughs> excel, but he was also not great. But there's tons of like uh, unlockable hats that are based on other Playdate games in there. There's lots of little features like you can pet the dog. And there's different worlds and whatnot. Um, pizza, pizza fuel really puts a awesome. lot of cool features in his games. Yeah, it's really fun, Nick. You got to try and, it out. Yeah, pizza fuel also uh, gave me a code for review, so I'll, I'll take a look at that. Um, and me yeah. as well. So all of us got a code. Thank you very much, yeah, pizza well, dev. Thank you very much, <laughs> pizza fuel dev. And uh, before we move on to the next one, I just wanted to mention a couple of things too. Um, so. You were mentioning Doodle Jump. That's a game I've not played, but a game that I have played that is quite similar is um, Whirly Bird. Uh, it's one of the free games that comes with Android. And so I played that a bunch with my son and we uh, frequently will best one another on that game. But this game really had some interesting uh, variations on that vertical jumping game. Um, I've also played a game very similar to it called Sheep Launcher. Uh, I'm guessing it's very similar to Doodle Jump. But um, the couple of things that were different about this game is that as you're jumping up through the platforms, uh, just to let you know you are a dog, and then you're jumping on dragons, those are your platforms, um, you also have a jump mechanic that will like boost you mid air. So you can jump on the platforms or you can also boost without hitting a platform. And you have four of these jumps that you can do mid air. The interesting thing is that you can recharge your jumps. So you could, you know, 
do one of them or blast through all four of your jumps. But if you do, each time you hit another platform, it recharges half a jump. So basically, you've got to touch two platforms to regain one of your jumps back. So you can't just rock it up through the levels. Um, I thought that would make things a whole lot easier than <laughs> it actually was. I agree with Don. This is a really challenging game. And there's a couple different modes. There's what he calls a story mode, which is really easy, mm-hmm. and a score mode, which is a very similar game, but a lot harder. Um, and I was not able to hit triple digits, so I never got up to space. I've so far got up to the sun, but um, man, it is challenging. So I was curious how how you fared on this one, Don. <laughs> My high, I think I finally got into the 80s. For a while, wow. I was stuck at 77. I feel like that was bad. Like 100 seemed to be obtainable because there are... Uh, destructive enemies at a certain point. I don't want to spoil too much. I watched reviews on YouTube from Playdate TV, I think it was. Oh, cool. When you get into the triple digits. And then I've been talking to Pizza Dev or Pizza Fuel Dev um, on Discord this week. Nice. And yeah, I, but somehow I, I also I unlocked two hats and I don't, I didn't have enough money to buy them. So I don't know how I unlocked them. And he said the only way to do it is to buy them. So I must have, I guess, just over time had enough money and made my son bought them and I didn't notice. Yeah, um, but probably, I, yeah. I got a uh, a Zanya Lasagna themed hat and a oh really oh life's too short themed hat. Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. yeah, they've got like a fez and a cowboy hat and oh or, wait a minute, these are spoilers, right? I probably shouldn't say that. Or Dom's gonna <laughs> there's get mad. A, there's a bunch of hats. Yeah, yeah, just for so, fun. Anyway, Pizza Fuel Dev, real nice work on this one. We're having a lot of fun, even though I just started playing it tonight. Uh, I can foresee playing some more of it in the future. So Nick, thank you very much for the the codes. Nick, did you try it yet? I have not Downloaded, yet. haven't That's played. Okay. Downloaded, I have. haven't played. Yes. <laughs> um, the music is also really good. You can change the track. I think there's, there's either three yeah. or four tracks, and they're all yeah. really, really good. Um, I, I meant to mention that too. It has such a nice sort of retro chiptune vibe to it. Mm-hmm. I really enjoy the music too. And you, it comes with 4K printable posters that are sort of a riff on the, um, what is it? Lo-fi beats to study to art. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, lots of cool stuff there. Cool. So there's our full review of Dungeons and Doggos. Not really though. Um, moving on. Rosetta Stonachu by uh osuka so i was really looking forward to this it's like a language study game but it kept crashing on me if anybody is able to give the dev some feedback in the uh playdate squad discord to kind of get this figured out i am not the smart type to get this fixed but um it's got like turkish portuguese spanish a bunch of stuff i would love to make this game work because it looks so cool but it's pokemon with language learning it looks like the dev is really responsive on their itch page too. They're responding as uh, recently as a couple days ago. So you might toss cool. it in there too if they're if they're not on the uh, squad Discord already. Yeah, I'm I'm one of the comments down here, and I'm um, anyway saw them on on the on the squad. Ah, but that one's name your own price. So hopefully, um, whatever's going on there gets worked out. Uh, Frog like by Jomar. I also tried this one. This is Name Your Own Price. It is a roguelike. A very cute little dungeon um, with a frog. You just walk into enemies to attack them, which, Nick, I think that was a... What's that mystery dungeon game? All of the mystery dungeon games have that uh, characteristic. That mechanic. Um, Mm -hmm. Froglike. That reminds me of that mobile game that we talked about a lot. Froglike. Froglike, yeah. Yeah, that game's awesome. Mm Mm-hmm. This does not play anything like that. This okay. is more of a... Who's the... Sure and the Wanderer? Is that what I'm thinking Yeah, of? yeah. Okay. Well, that's a mystery dungeon game. Yeah. Okay. This is more like a mystery dungeon game. Not awesome. like a frogger like like frog-like is. Okay. Um, this one is well, very cool, though. It is challenging, though. I'm so. a big fan of mystery dungeon games, so looking forward to that. You got to try this one, then. It's it's really cool, but challenging. Um, so check that one out. Uh, name your own price. Um, the secret word is rose ringed parakeet. So don't forget to email us that secret word to win your copy. Uh, sh- next up, should we have, should we scream real loud? Is that, 
I no, like how we identify times if necessary. <laughs> no, that's, it's okay. That's even less secret. <laughs> All right, let's go. Um, Post Hero uh, from Scenic oh, Crowd yeah. Software, seven ninety nine. It came out. He made it. He got it out in February. It is uh man. There's just uh, so much love put into this game. So um, I'm sure you'll hear more about it later. You know, this is like the one episode I'm looking forward to ending, so I can go play this game immediately <laughs> afterward. <laughs> No, in all seriousness, that said, we have a very good pixel panel this week. In in, in all seriousness, um, if Scenic Route Software having the the how should we say this the distinction of being the only game to ever have a repeat indie game of the week, mm-hmm. <laughs> we're we're definitely looking forward to this one. So, uh, yeah. Can't wait for uh, that. So I mentioned it was $7.99. There's also a Hero Edition for $9.99 or more that comes with the game guide and the map that Ryan was talking about earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say it's definitely worth it. For 2 bucks. you get like a, a full walkthrough, like a game guide that's illustrated and everything. So it's really nice. Um, it's this quite is, a document. Yeah. This is like right. one of those AAA games that, that people... I um, couldn't believe that he had time to create all that in addition to the game itself and the game looks incredibly polished uh, it's I, i'm impressed this dude said something about having a family i can't believe he has that <laughs> right? <this> <laughs> and yeah, a job <laughs> yeah anyway um that's post hero check it out and next up is deadly disco from I don't know, Gurm Home. Should I, should I try to like stumble through saying these devs' names every week? I mean, GRHM Home. GRHM Home. I'll just phonetically say each one. Yeah, yeah. I, okay. I think it's part of our charm, don't you? Uh, At this point. I don't know about charm, but yeah. Sure. Well, that could be Nick's role. Nick will say the names say of the, the devs. Say the devs' names? <laughs> yes. Okay. All right. That. Okay, so Deadly Disco. Um, I did play this one as well. Um, the idea is sort of like... You, you walk you have to keep moving this is like almost like that game we did last week um crop buster mm-hmm. you have to keep moving to get more score but then like the the holes will pop up on the d- dance floor and you don't want to fall into a don't hole don't like that yeah but also your hair looks like a hole like right now it looks like there's a hole behind your character on the screen here but that's your hair so it looks hmm. like there's always a a hole right above you so it's a little disorienting um, it's just a cool, quick little arcade game, but uh, I don't know. I thought it was fun. The music's you know, the pretty good too. Title alone, the title alone sounds like it's a total Nick game. <laughs> <laughs> it does, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's a quick little time killer, but uh, it's it's charming. You nice. might so, have to download and play this one, Nick. I, we'll see what the future <laughs> holds. Right. Well, I, I want to see what your what your scores are. There's three different modes, I think, or maybe four. But I tried all of them and they get there's like boogie mode or groovy mode or something that was very difficult. Uh, so I'm curious might have to get a uh, high score beatdown thread uh, going <laughs> right. on. Oh, yeah. HPP Discord. Yes. Uh, Don, you know yes. who the developer of the next one is? <laughs> Who's that, Nick? It's Bobby Kaz. Oh, got the, the easy one there. Yeah. Um, Deadly Disco, by the way, is free. Oh, P- Bobby Kaz, though. He he produced a game called Pocket Lights. Name your own price. This is similar to Lights Out. Okay. Is there a name for this kind of game? It's just Lights Out's likes, right? Lights Light, Out. Light like. removing. Light <laughs> removing. Uh, yeah, it looks good for what it is. I have not tried it yet, but uh, if you know what Lights Out is, this is this is that on the play date. So it looks looks really good for that Excellent. kind of game. So uh, not to derail us here, but I-, I wasn't sure if it was Bobby Kaz or Bob Bike from Arizona and the AZ at the, or maybe it's like Bubba Bye Bike Bike. Took me a second. Uh, maybe. Anyway, Is I it... think that's all of our indie inventory for the week, right? I hope so. <laughs> Which brings us to our brand spanking new-ish. Uh, segment called Pixel Panel. Boop, 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 boop. Captain Don, take it away. Our Pixel Panel this week, our featured game is Sparrow Solitaire from Vogelscript and Gingerbeard Man. They worked in collaboration. I think they met on the Playdate Squad Discord. Huh, unless cool. I'm mistaken. Um, so you may know this game under the uh, Shanghai name. Um, I 
played it. I think it was just called Shanghai Mahjong on the Genesis. Uh, I played it with my mom on the Genesis as a kid. Um, but yeah, so it's a tile matching Mahjong solitaire game. Mm-hmm. Sparrow, I think it's called Sparrow, possibly. It translates to Sparrow in Japanese. But um, yeah, so right now it's a one player game, but it's in early access, but there are tons and tons of features to come, which we will go over here in a little bit. But right now you have a big pile of basically dominoes or tiles and you make matches over and over and over and try and clear out the whole board, which as we discussed in the group chat this week is more challenging than it sounds because a lot of those tiles are buried because the tiles pile up kind of in a pyramid shape, let's say, towards the top of the screen. So the nice thing with this game is that it's super, super polished. This is one of the reasons Mm -hmm. I wanted to talk about it so much. Um, there's so much detail down to each pixel. These aren't the big pulp style <laughs> sprites that we're kind of used to seeing in so many Playdate games, which is great. But this one is just really fine details. And there is actually an option where you can zoom in. Uh, did you guys try out the zoom at all? Oh, I no, didn't see I'm that one. I'm aware of that. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. About can, this. I think you used the crank to zoom, if I remember right. What? Yeah. So I tried it on the sports tiles. So there's also different types of tiles. If you want to just change the face of the tiles, instead of seeing Japanese characters, you can change it to runes or Egyptian characters or um, letters of the alphabet or different sports like basketballs and skateboards and whatnot. So there you can change the way the crank works and in that case instead of normally when you crank you'll just go to any available tile very 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 quickly so quickly that i didn't really use the crank Mm -hmm. but you can also change it to zoom in and out um, which i did use now and then just to see the detail of the tiles because in low light conditions especially this is a challenging game to play because there's so much going on on the screen there's yeah. also backgrounds, somewhat detailed backgrounds in a nature type of uh, landscapes with birds or trees or bridges, that type of thing. Some sometimes, elk. don't forget the elk. elk. Sometimes it kind of muddies the board a little bit. And so I turned on co- high contrast, I think, or dark mode, maybe it's called. Let me see. And that kind of made it easier. I turned the background into a dark mode. And that made the tiles kind of pop more mm-hmm. about halfway through the week. I really started messing with the options more just to kind of get a better feel of the game. But then it really did become easier to play in certain lighting conditions. Um, and then I, I kind of leaned on the sports mode more because instead of being the Japanese characters that I was kind of used to from playing the Genesis game, there would be a boxing glove, which would be like a big black blob. And then a bottle or... Um, gymnast rings you know like uh i don't know what they're called the rings that they swing around on anyway there's not really a boxing glove and a ring look very different so it's a lot easier to distinguish very quickly um the shapes anyway so that's the high level where i'm at but i want to hear from you guys nick what did you think of sparrow solitaire uh i thought it was uh extremely polished and i was very very impressed especially since it's still in early access uh, the number of options in the menu is really amazing. Um, Don's already touched on some of them, but uh, some of the things that I found really impressive were uh, the different layouts that you can choose from. So there's something, what is it, like seven or nine? I think it's 11. 11. Well, you know, it's some odd number. Anyway, um, <laughs> it's a large number of different layouts, and uh, most of them or is it all of them use the same number of tiles? Um, I think it varies, but I'm not certain. Most of them seem to use the same number, but I I don't remember for sure. Anyway, um, the different layouts are really interesting and they uh, keep um, your, your attention very well. I thought Uh, some of them are very clever and funny. Um, I uh, played through each of the layouts just to see, you know, what I could do. I didn't, uh, complete every game that I played, but uh, I did um, experiment with each layout just to just to see what was what was up there. Um, the 
big thing I wanted to talk about, though, was the music. The music mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. fantastic. And mm-hmm. there's a number of different background songs that you can switch between. Um, and they're all great in different ways. Um, I really appreciate um, somebody who spends a lot of time thinking about how the music interacts with the game and the sound design overall for this game uh, as simple and straightforward as the gameplay is uh, was very much appreciated. So the little clicks and clacks of uh, the tiles being laid out to selecting tiles to selecting the wrong tile that match, you know, to match with the one that you've already selected. All these things add up and they all work well with the different background music uh, that has been selected so far. Um, I don't know if there's plans to, I I see it now, there's plans to add more music later on, uh, which I think is ridiculous because there's already like a huge (laughs) number to choose from and it's all great. So I'm really looking forward to seeing what what they consider the finished music. but uh, yeah, the I was also very impressed with the different backgrounds. Some of them, as you mentioned, you know, it, it can theoretically uh, be a little tough to see. It just depends on the board, the layout, and also the tile set. Um, but the tile set, I was really impressed with how readable uh, the different characters were. Um, as as small as they are on the screen, um, and I I did not have like the best lighting conditions but i was still able to easily discern the different characters um very well and i i I often have trouble with that on games with a a lot of small detail on the playdate um but i did not with this game so um you know massive uh uh thank you to the art department on this one because they uh, did a great job. I don't know who the artist is on this one, um, but very, very impressive. Um, Ginger, Gingerbeard Man, uh, Matt Sefton, he did the art. Well, great job. And, uh, you know, much appreciated as somebody, as I said, who sometimes has trouble with, with some of that fine detail in other games. I, I really was able to pick up on pretty much everything that was going on. The only thing that's a little unclear uh, were something that uh, Ryan brought up in the chat where there are little marks in the corners. And sometimes those can be a little hard to see depending on the tile set. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, once you know to look for them, it's pretty easy to spot them. Um, so uh, I know at first I had a similar experience to, to Ryan and not to steal your thunder, Ryan, where um, I wasn't able to to see those marks necessarily. And so I didn't realize there were matches that were left unmade. Um, but uh, yeah, other than other than those things, those are those are the big things I wanted to touch on. I have more thoughts on on the gameplay itself, but uh, I've been talking for a while here. So, uh, Ryan, why don't, why don't you tell us what you think? Sure. Yeah, I have lots of thoughts on this game too. And Don, I'm I'm glad you chose this because I enjoy it, but I don't have like a wholehearted endorsement of it. And I'd like to go over uh, a couple of things that maybe could be changed as they're developing this. Um, <clears throat> so first of all, I want to start by saying there is a lot to love on this game from all the things that have been mentioned already, the music, the layout, the uh, inventive layouts, you know, there's like bird layouts and playdate layouts and lots of very fun layouts. The backgrounds are really incredible. I found myself really enjoying those. I did not feel like the backgrounds muddied the experience. It felt to me like a really great old mac os <laughs> you know uh, uh like like a binary system where there's just black and white yeah. images in the background mm-hmm. um really crisp uh gave it a nice uh i don't know ambiance if you will uh i love the backgrounds i love the options that you have which are already ridiculously thorough uh from the music to the uh to the backgrounds and everything we've talked about so far um 
a very, very polished game. I want to reiterate that already, even though it's still in beta mode. What? Like this is the most polished beta I think I've ever seen. Um, so instead of reiterating everything that's been said already, a couple things that gave me pause were one, um, the movement of the cursor as you're moving the little hand to point to a tile. I would most often use the D-pad to move around the screen, but I would find a number of times where I'd move the cursor and it would move to a place I wasn't expecting. Okay, that's not a big deal because there's so many tiles and they're off grid. It's not like you can always go up or down or left or right to, to accurately get to where you want. So not a big deal there. But I would move around in instances where I'd go up, 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 and then I'd get to a thing and I'd go one too many. So, okay, I'll go back down and I'll get to that last one I went to. Nope, it goes to a different tile. Mm-hmm. And then I found myself having to scroll around in a, sort of a random way to get back to the tile that I wanted to. So that was a little weird. If I could make a suggestion to the devs, I'd say have the same uh, path forward and backward when you're moving. Um, And also on the subject of movement, I also found in a number of instances where I would try to get to a tile using my D-pad and I could not do it. Like it physically would not go no matter which direction I went. So I had to whip out the crank and then use the crank to move around because the crank seems to go in a more linear fashion, almost like a a Western reading, you know, left to right, top to bottom, down the page type of thing. Um, So I had a couple issues there. Another uh, minor quibble I had, and Nick, I was surprised to hear you say that, that you found the game extraordinarily legible. For the most part, I think it's really readable. But when I started out the game on standard options, when I was trying to read the Japanese glyphs, I had a real hard time, A, seeing them, and because I am so uh, Western, <laughs> I had a hard time looking and finding similarities. Like I, I would think that I found a similar tile, and then it was not similar. So I shifted over to a Western alphabet, and that made things easier for me to recognize and also more legible because those letters were so much bigger and thicker, whereas some of the glyphs on different uh, options seemed very, very small to me. Even when I switched over to a Western alphabet, though, when the game ends, there's uh, a game over screen, essentially, and it's written in a single pixel wide font, Mm -hmm. which doesn't sound like that big a deal. But on the Playdate, the Playdate pixels are so small. And that really got kind of difficult for me to read, Hmm. especially on like the press A to continue or B to go back portion. There's like uh, a letter inside a little black circle. Those letters seemed ridiculously small to me. Uh, I really had to like (laughs) pull the playdate very close to my face in order to read those. And I did not understand why they were so small because when the game is over, you're not restricted on screen real estate anymore right the tiles okay i understand because you're trying to cram a ton of tiles on a screen at one time so that makes sense to me but the game over screen and having such a small font i would love to see that bumped up but with those minor quibbles aside again this is a very very polished game so with all that said what do you guys think any responses to any of that yeah, I, I'm curious, uh, Don. Which tile set did you wind up sticking with primarily? I honestly, I didn't really have a primary one. When I noticed Ryan was using the American sort of alphabet, I tried that. Um, like I said, I used the sports one. I think there was an emoji one I used for a bit. I bounced all around. I, I for a long time, I was using. I think it's called US, uh, the sort of standard Japanese one is the one I was used Mm -hmm. to and then there's a japanese one that looks almost the same i'm not sure what the difference is maybe the seasons like i know we talked a little bit about you would match seasons together with the little dot in the corner you'd mentioned Mm -hmm. Um, maybe that changed i couldn't really tell the difference or you match birds in some uh, tile sets you would match birds together um 
yeah, so I was I tried almost all of them. I didn't try the runes or the Egyptian, but I think I tried all the other ones. Um, but one thing that that Ryan mentioned about not being able to land on the right tile, um, I did notice that. But I'm thinking maybe you were on the grid mode. You can change the cursor mode. So yeah. There's a grid mode, but then there's also you can move to open tiles or available tiles, or all tiles, and it'll just snap to available tiles or the next tile instead of being if you're on the grid mode it'll hop to just empty spaces i did find those options and i did shift between them and i ended up landing on available tiles because i mean what's the point of going to ones that are not available so i was using that and even on that i was unable to land on every available tile using my d-pad with my crank sure i could eventually Hmm. get there but d-pad alone it's interesting because D-pad was the only thing that I used. I did not use the crank at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also stuck with the uh, the default uh, tile set. Um, I, I switched between the others just to see what they were, but I didn't actually play any games with any other tile set. Um, so I'm... These are these are interesting experiences to me because um, I'm, I'm normally... Uh, the one who can't see anything. <laughs> totally. I wondered. I kind of wondered. It would be and, nice if there was a mode to fill the screen with the rectangle of the map, I guess. The tile set, you know? Because there's so much room around the edge of the tile set. Oh, I see what that you're saying. Kind of like zoom it in just okay. to the edge of the Playdate screen. You, you hmm. know what? I'll, okay. I'll bet maybe the reason for that is, Don, and I don't know for sure, but I'll bet there's a specific number of pixels per tile and because there's so many if you expanded each square by one pixel maybe it goes over the allotment of the screen Um, oh i see what you're saying so but i don't know for sure that's conjecture on my part yeah aspect Um, ratios kind of yeah yeah um nick something you mentioned is yeah the music is is really really good it's Mm by i wanted to mention it's by i think it's yeah yuki monster and the soundtrack is on uh it's on Bandcamp. It's on SoundCloud. I love the soundtrack, but I wish, I hope they add, I should say, not I wish, I hope they add some like chill <laughs> music. All of the songs on here have a pretty fast tempo. They're very, very good, but a fast tempo. And sometimes it's just like I wanted to relax. So I ended up turning the music off um, just because there was no kind of ambient sound or Zen, New Age. Yeah. And yeah. Flute I mean, music or something. <laughs> There's a, there's no Silver Falls soundtrack, you know. Built there you go. Yeah, <laughs> got to get that plug in there. Nice work. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> thank you. Nice thank you. Um, so yeah, while yeah. I liked while I like what's there, I I hope there's more variety to the soundtrack at some point. Yeah, I I could see that. Um, what was the other thing I was going to? So, I th- there's 11 tile sets in here. They're going to add 200 in the final. What? Uh, yeah. That's a that's a lot. <laughs> that's bonkers. Wow. Yeah. Um, wow. Let me go over some of the features of the kind of the final mode. The final mode is supposed to come out in April um, in quotes, but um, for full release, 200 plus layouts, uh Shison show, Shison show layout. Um, this is a, like a different rule set where as long as the tiles can kind of like see each other, they match. And so you'll start out with a block of just all a whole screen of tiles. And then if there's two matching tiles next to each other, you can take that pair out. And that kind of leaves a hole. And then you try and kind of like build off of that hole. Hmm. And so as long as tiles have a way to get free, you can make matches off of them. So it's really a different kind of uh, rule set that's really fun. Um, An optional setting to ensure the tile deal is solvable, which is something we talked about in the chat. They are not always solvable in the current state. And the reason for that is the load time. To create a... To create a always solvable set, there is a noticeable lag in load time. And I think it was on the Playdate Squad Discord. There's a separate channel for this. And he shows like a an hourglass will pop up and like slowly load the level because it works backwards. It solves the game and then it loads the images in from the solved puzzle. Rather than what, just random tiles? Right. Yeah, interesting. Wow. And so it wasn't a lot long. It was 
less than 10 seconds or something. Yeah, I was going to ask, is there a discernible difference in load time? Like what? Yeah, it was not 10 seconds, but it's not ridiculous. It's just, you know, the Playdate only has so much uh, uh, processing power. Yeah. So that's something that's coming. Uh, Two player hot seat challenge mode. So you compete to remove the most tiles, which sounds really fun. Mm-hmm. Um, a more detailed stat screen, which we haven't, we haven't even talked about. If you pause <laughs> the game, it brings up a whole stat screen. Wow. Um, an all-time stat screen that goes across um, all the layouts, which um, also they don't believe that the demo or the early access stats will carry over to the full game, or they can't guarantee that right now. So heads up on that. Uh, more music, a fully featured level editor. Oh, wow. Um, at least two more design sets in the tile sets and more backgrounds. Oh, and the mm. daily challenge mode that gives every player the same random layout to solve once per day with a QR sharing, kind of like how okay. Bounce Brew does it. Professor Layton style. I'm yeah. Very excited. That's, that should be fun. Yeah. So anyway, tons more features on top of the like million features that already has. Very impressive. Um, I, I am really excited to hear about the potential of them adding a solvable mode, because if, if I'm being completely honest, I felt like this was not necessarily a Ryan game. Um, you know, for me, I like the more arcadey score chasers. I like, uh, RPG games. Uh, but if I were to sit down at my computer, I would not necessarily bring up solitaire and this felt very much like solitaire to me. Mm-hmm. Um, it, I, I was unaware of how to play Mahjong or you know, uh, this type of solitaire before. So this was my first introduction to it. And as an artist, I have discovered that what I am interested in is custom puzzle solving Like if there is a puzzle that exists, like you buy it in a box and you put it together, that's not very interesting to me. But if I can piece together panels on a page to make a page of comics and figure out how characters and speech balloons and environments are layered within there, and it's something that's totally new, that gets me excited. And with American Solitaire, I feel similar to that feeling where it's like, one, it's sort of already laid out and you're either going to win or you're not. There's not like a lot of decision making on your part that's going to make a big difference in the outcome of it. And I felt similar to that here. Like there's just a bunch of random tiles thrown together. And like I just spent (laughs) 20 minutes of my life on this thing that can't be solved. And I don't feel real great about it. Ryan, let me ask you a question. You ready for this? I well probably I I feel a little bad saying that because I feel like I'm pooping on Don's childhood with him playing this game with his no, mother no. and like <laughs> I feel like Don's got a lot of good squishy nostalgic feelings toward this game but I I did want to say for those who are interested in a more um I don't know fast-paced arcadey adventure type of uh experience um maybe this isn't the same for you, but I am very interested in a lot of those uh, updates, Don, that you just talked about where it could be solvable each time. Okay. Well now I know I'm working towards something or two player mode where I could sit there with my wife or my son. Match mode. Yeah. Yeah. A a lot of that got me really excited when you mentioned that at the end. Bone saw mode. It's your question, Nick. Yeah. 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 Ryan, have you ever played, uh, playing card solitaire yes okay have have you always 100 percent of the time finished playing card solitaire with a good outcome no and again i'm not real excited about playing playing card solitaire either <laughs> okay um good i i suppose um brian lives <laughs> life on the edge <laughs> Yeah, he doesn't need the whole seat. He just he needs, needs the edge. Exactly. <laughs> he, he's an adrenaline he's junkie. I didn't, I know. I didn't really yeah. realize this. I'm I'm learning a lot about you. Um, he cranks up the Slayer when he sits down to play. <laughs> yeah, Mahjong. I mean, it's really raining blood every time he plays. <laughs> you know, as I was sitting there playing this game, I thought to myself, you know what? 
I feel like Don is probably a much better person than I am. Like I can envision you sitting here and being able to sort of get into a meditative state and have a really relaxed time with this. And as I was making my way through, I think another, another thing that causes me consternation is that it's a little bit noisy to my brain. Like I see all these different types of tiles and even if it's in a Western alphabet, I still feel like I'm scanning through the whole thing. And by the time I get to the other side, I've forgotten what I was supposed to remember from that other side. Then I'm like, ah, just throwing my hands in the air. I feel stupid, like not being type. able to find things that are there right in front of my face. <laughs> it's I, like when my wife tells me to go find the cheese in the refrigerator. And I'm like, I swear it's not here. And she'll go and grab it for me. It's one well, of those experiences. I, I will say, I will time. say that uh, <laughs> even even though this didn't connect with you, uh, there is absolutely no way I will ever match your score in almost any other game that you play. Yes, so, agreed. Um, I I found this game to be very relaxing and fun, and I I like a breadth of experiences. You know, I I I, I don't. Uh, expect a particular experience from every playdate game and i appreciate the fact that there are so many different uh experiences like this and i do also enjoy playing card solitaire from time to time and um this mahjong based solitaire is uh, a lot more complex and interesting actually than most playing card solitaires that i've played um so i found it very enjoyable from that perspective uh but i also um, have a pretty good memory for characters and patterns and numbers and things like that. So, yeah. um, maybe that's part of it. I don't know. You know, I'll bet you're right, Nick, because you are a. Uh, you're going to disagree with me the moment I say this, but you are <laughs> you are a master coder. Like you can uh, code like the Dickens and make things that I could only dream of. I have tried coding in my lifetime before, and it does not compute in my brain. There are just like uh, some tiny syntactical thing will appear and then nothing will work. And I look through all these lines of code and I don't know where in the world I'm supposed to be looking. And it just, it's not for me. And I think there's sort of a similar brain functionality that allows you to code well and also be an awesome sparrow solitaire player (laughs) to be able to remember all those characters i think it might just be a little different brain wiring it could Uh, be yeah um and it's it's interesting you know everybody of course enjoys different things and um it's one of the things that's interesting to me as a game creator is to uh, kind of figure out what different people enjoy and and how they enjoy it so if you connect with this game in a particular way, um, like you don't particularly connect with the tile sets, which I find very interesting um, because I I really did. And um, I, I normally, you know, I don't like those one pixel wide fonts. We've talked about that going back to uh, Casual Birder. Yeah. Um, but uh, I, I was not bothered by them in this particular application. So... I was so um, surprised to hear you say I that. I know. Too. <laughs> I know. It's really interesting. So, you know, that's just another example, perhaps the ambiance of this game or or less reliance on the text um, for what it needed to communicate made it uh, easier. Did we talk, you know, uh, Ryan and I have been talking here for a minute, Don, but uh, did we talk at all about how you can shake the playdate to shuffle the tiles? <laughs> no, no, but we, we should. Didn't. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, kind of part of it was, um, I think you guys got stuck at some point. Well, it, the game will kind of just end, and there is a little image of a playdate shaking, and it's very similar to the playdate shaking image in Shift. In Shift, when you hit a wall, it'll show a little playdate shaking, and you physically shake the playdate, and it'll give you another turn, basically. This yeah. one will randomize the remaining tiles. And Ryan was doing it kind of in the middle of the game. And then he got to the end and was like, hey, I, I hit a dead end here. But when he sent us that picture, you could see the, the play date there on the screen shake shaking. Yeah. So yeah, he so still that... had an opportunity to shake it. So yeah, that was that was a really 
uh, eye-opening tip that Don gave me. I thought that I was done with the game, and he told me about that shaking possibility, which was really awesome. It's like you have another lease on life at that point. But then the uh, point that snagged me a little bit was like, okay, now I understand that I can shake it and mix up the tiles. Great. So I'm going to try to make my way through everything. And then uh, when I'm stuck, when there are no more matches to be made, then I'll shake it and continue on that game. But then the game, when there are no matches to be made, stops the game. And so that was really surprising to me. And I don't know, again, this is my first experience with Sparrow Solitaire. So Don, I know you have a long history of playing this type of game, and maybe this is just how it goes. But I would love to see, once there are no matches to be made on the board, let me shake it and then continue trying some more. Um, or it does, does it just not work that way traditionally, Don? I, I don't, I can't think of any other ones that let you shake up the tiles. Yeah. Maybe Clubhouse Games lets you? I don't remember. I don't. This one lets that. you. When you get to that, that end screen, you can shake it and keep going. So you it can only lets shake you do it, it once per game. Yeah, you can shake it at any time. You don't yeah. have to shake it during that end screen. So I was always blowing mine before I got to the end screen. Um, but seeing Ryan's today makes me want to go back and, and play it till I hit a dead end and then yes, shake. That's um, the way to go. Because yeah, that's, that's what I was that's what I was trying to do. And it would not let me shake at that point. It brought up that game over screen oh, and then no, and then no uh, shaking. That's when I shake you gotta shake it pretty good. Huh. I shake it, I don't know, two, three seconds. Yeah. Okay. I'll shake it real good. I'll shake it real time. good. Um also, Ryan, you have to accept that you're not always going to win. You just have to <laughs> allow that into your heart. That no, sometimes... every time. <laughs> I don't know. Like I never got upset that I wasn't winning. I didn't win for a while, and yeah. then I won. I was like, "Oh, cool, I won." And then I just kept playing. I don't know. Like I was just fine with it. I play a lot of solitaire games. I love solitaire. I love pick cross. Pick cross. You can almost always win. It's a little bit different, but it's the same kind of like you just relax and play some puzzles. I guess I, I get into the same kind of vibe with solitaire games. But I guess I'm used to losing solitaire. I don't know. I don't always win. <laughs> I like I said a little bit ago. I believe that you are a better person than me. I don't so know. When I, I kept hitting, I when I kept hitting dead it. ends, I'm like, okay, well, I didn't complete that one again. And it was literally probably eight, ten, a dozen times of just not winning any games. Okay, and I tried, okay. and finally, right before this episode, I managed to complete a level. I couldn't believe it. <laughs> I was starting to wonder if it was possible. That's but the wizard really, mode, Ryan. Yeah. But it's really you interesting to mode. hear you talk about the upcoming updates from this that you can choose randomized versus this level can be completed. And so for, yeah. you know, people who are not as awesome as Don <laughs> can have a chance at really completing every level. Uh, yeah, maybe when I retire, I'll relax a little bit. <laughs> but like right now, no, I feel like as a dad else. with so little time in my life, I need that like quick hit to, to go yeah. on. And this was really a more cerebral, relaxed, uh, search and find type of experience. Pour, and... pour yourself a cup of tea. Put your feet up. <laughs> I need to. I need like... to. You guys I was, are going to make me a better person. I had hoped we weren't going to talk about it as long, but we ended up doing it anyway. But I, I do want to also say that I wanted to talk about this game for quite a while, but we just never felt like the right time because of this like pressure to talk about games you guys would like. Mm -hmm. And then even last week when we it's like, okay, Don, you got to pick a game for next time. It was between this and another game that I think you guys would like that is more of a Nick and Ryan type of game. And then Ryan's like, we well, just got to pick a game. And I felt like this pressure to like, and I said, okay, hurry up. Well, I just want, I've been wanting to talk about this. So, and Ryan was yeah. like, you need to pick a game. I was like, okay, I'll just pick Sparrow Solitaire then. Like, I felt like a little bit of a squeeze. It's like, okay. And I, I was like, whatever, you guys are going to play it. I forced your hand in a way. I didn't, I threw out the worrying about if you guys were going to enjoy it for maybe the next game. But, well, I'm, I'm glad you screwed yourself, you did. Ryan. <laughs> I'm glad you did. <laughs> not worry about whether or not we were going to like it. And again, yeah. I like a whole lot about this game. This mm -hmm. game is stupidly polished, that. period. But it's beta, and there's a ton more to come. So uh, anyway, uh, this uh, 
there was like a, a a part of me that felt bad for my experience in the world after playing this game, you know, like Don't needing to just take some deep breaths and calm down and relax. It and takes all kinds. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Anyway. I did enjoy my experience. I don't know that it's the game I'm going to come back to every day, like a Generations or like a Whitewater Wipeout or like, you know, other games on my list, the Hyper Meteor. But I can see coming back to it. And I can especially see coming back to it with some of those updates, like the solvable levels, like the multiplayer modes, like. You know, mm-hmm. and of course, when they release a gajillion different layouts that they have <laughs> coming up, uh, yeah. yeah, it's all very, very impressive. Cool. Are we out of thoughts? <laughs> I think we're out of thoughts. I really enjoyed this game, and I'm so glad that you picked it because I've been meaning to play it and haven't had an excuse to do so or the time to set aside to do so. So. This new cool. pixel panel setup is really working out for me, being able to to play a game and, and then talk about it. So um, I, I'm really enjoying this segment and I enjoyed this game. Thank you, guys. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you liked it, Nick. And Ryan, you're dead to me. And we'll see what comes <laughs> up next week. <laughs> no, see you in two you. weeks, Don. Thank you to um, Vogelscript and Gingerbread Man again for the uh, review copy and for the giveaways and for creating a, such a great experience and something we could talk about and get to know each other and learn a little bit more about life and the fabric that makes up the human experience. So mm-hmm. uh, join us again in two weeks where Nick is driving the bus. Do we want to say Nick knows what his game is? Is there a reason why we wouldn't say what his game is going to be? Yeah, let's say it. Spoil it. Let's do it. Okay. Uh, the game in two weeks is going to be Post Hero. Post Hero. Nice. Point and click. Point and click. So if you want to play Post Hero now and join us in two weeks and listen along, see what Uh, we have to say about it. So don't forget the secret word. Yeah, you got to listen back. Mentioned. Yes. We've already said it. Go listen to that episode. Mm -hmm. Do what I don't do. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Our website, playdatepodcast.com. Uh, socials are in the show notes and be sure to join us on discord thank you so much for our new followers over there joining the conversation so we will see you in a couple weeks thank you bye-bye bye-bye thanks guys